All right. I think this works. Can you hear me okay? Yes, we can. Amazing. Um, gosh, Twitter has to fix this, man. So I had to re-download the old version of Twitter again uh, from my previously downloaded list. So anybody that has an Android out there, if you have the updated Twitter, it's going to not allow you to come up to speak. You can still host your own spaces, but it won't let, let you come up to speak. So um, if you have that, you have to go and download an old version of Twitter from an APK site, which is a bit sketchy, to be honest. So hopefully uh, Sasha was able to get that uh, fixed. And it's also not a rule. (laughs) I'm on Android and uh, it's been quite okay with few glitches, but yeah. Yes, thanks. It works for me. Hi, Amaya. Hi, Albert. Nice to see you both. Nice that it works for me. I downloaded this old version just some days ago, and it was not um, updated by Twitter, by um, the Google App Store. But today it was not working, so I um, deinstalled Twitter and uh, installed again this older version, so it was uh, running for me. Brian, Fenso, nice to see you over here. Thanks for coming. Thanks to all of uh, you for coming over here. Um, I'm happy that we have the space again. If you have any questions later, please um, raise your hand and Amaya, um, Albert or me will bring you on stage. And I'm interested about all the stuff we were talking about now. Albert, you know, your last space where was your, your guest just, uh, was as a speaker on stage. Uh, it was really interesting. I was really impressed by your knowledge about um, all that fasting stuff and um, all about training and so on. So I'm looking forward for everything else what's coming from you today. Oh, thank you so much, Sasha. I really, really appreciate that. I'm grateful to be here. And thank you to you and Amaya for inviting me uh, up on here to speak today. I'm really excited and uh, excited to just talk about wherever you guys want to take the conversation. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. And I uh, just wanted to do a quick intro. Uh, so welcome, everyone, to the Leveling Up space. Uh, where we bring uh, guests and projects or brands that are making a positive impact in Web3. And this is basically intended to help our audience to level up through the stories and experiences of our guests. And today we are joining our space with the well, uh, Web3 wellness, wellness, Web wellness, sorry, it's hard to say it, but <laughs> uh, you can say it, um, Albert, and today you're our special guest, so I'm not sure if you want to do a quick intro, but uh, the mic is yours, bro. Sure, thank you so much, Amaya. So, yeah, uh, um, I, I do want to start off and say that Maddie Kai down there, she's actually our speaker uh, as well up here. She often co-hosts with me on Web3 Wellness Wednesday, Eclipse as well. I don't know, Shotgun Sansa, sometimes they do as well, and Patricia as well. So um, all of us really do Web3 Wellness Wednesday, where we're trying to make wellness go viral in the Web3 space. Uh, oftentimes, uh, many of you guys know if you're in Web3, you're into NFTs, uh, everybody talks about the grind, everybody talks about you know, try to build your following always on the move. Like if you're a founder for a project, please don't ever sleep because the FUD is going to come for you, all of these things. And uh, a lot of this is real, you know, and what we're trying to do is kind of bring some balance to this space, uh, bring some wellness to the space and uh, realize that we, we all know that it takes a lot of hard work, dedication, effort uh, to create something beautiful and impactful, uh, you know, in this world. 
However, with that being said, it doesn't mean that you have to do it in a way that isn't congruent with wellness or isn't congruent with uh, living a fulfilled and meaningful life. So um, that's really why we started Web3 Wellness Wednesday initially. And uh, obviously, it, it ties in well with my own personal mission, which is to end all preventable chronic diseases by creating fun experiences around health and fitness. If Maddie has had a Bitcoin for every time I have ever said that, even like one one thousandth of a Bitcoin, she'd be extremely, extremely rich by now. But yeah, thanks so much for having me. That's what uh, that's what we're all about up here. Yes, for sure, bro. I'm very excited for this conversation. And uh, so you guys can see on the topic today, we're talking about building a strong sense of self. And uh, before we start digging into the topic, uh, this will be a little more like an open mic where everyone can come up and give your opinion uh, and share your experience with this. Um, if uh, I will appreciate if you guys can share, uh, reshare the room, like retweet, um, it will just help us to reach more people to, to deliver this message and help them again level up. So I would appreciate if you guys can do that. And yeah, I'm not sure if Sasha, if you want to share anything else or uh, start the conversation. Thank you, Amaya. Um, I don't want to add something at the moment. I have a story uh, about the topic. A story, just something what I um, what I um, saw just two hours ago was interesting. But perhaps I will get later back to that story. Um, Albert, just. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Perhaps some of the listeners know more about you, some not. It's interesting to know a little bit more about yourself, how you came into the space, and also what do you think about this topic in general? Yeah, of course. So um, how I came into actually Web3 NFTs was through Tom Bilyeu and Impact Theory, and that happens to also be where I met Amaya. So I've known Amaya now for... Uh, a little over a year in the Impact Theory Discord. And the beautiful thing about Impact Theory and Tom Billion coming into this NFT space is I'm starting to realize that the people that I met in there are sort of a different breed of people. Uh, a lot of times in the NFT space, you come in here and you know the biggest value that people want to talk about is money and an investment. And it's totally cool, totally chill. I think everybody should be able to make uh, as much money as they feel like that they deserve within this space. But what I noticed is I feel very privileged and grateful to have started my NFT journey within this Discord because uh, within there, Maddie Kai met Maddie Kai in there, Eclipse met Eclipse in there, Amaya met Amaya in there. And uh, I feel like there were different ideals and values that brought us together, these ideas of trying to improve oneself, trying to foster the growth mindset. And in fact, coming into this uh, space, uh, probably actually started when I was in medical school. And in medical school, I realized that I developed uh, quite a bit of anxiety and even had a bit of a fear of public speaking and developed a bit of a stutter in class because I had this very fixed mindset. I had this belief that I couldn't improve my intelligence, that uh, my IQ was fixed, that you know I was comparing myself to other people, that all of these other people that I was in medical school with were smarter than me. I couldn't even ask a question in class, even though I really wanted to know the answer because I was afraid that I would get judged uh, because people would think, oh, that's an easy question or that's a dumb question. Uh, everybody should know that, you know, the answer to that question. 
And all of these thoughts were in my head. And randomly, I don't know how I stumbled upon Impact Theory and Tom Bilyeu, but he was interviewing all of these high performance people. And across the board, all of them talked about these ideas of how to break out of the fixed mindset. Um, And many of them talked about this idea of mindfulness. And so I uh, tried it out. You know, I thought it was ridiculous at the time, but then I tried it out. And you know, that combined with uh, journaling, combined with surrounding my mind with very powerful, empowering ideas of growth and improvement through podcasts, through, you know, voracious reading of self-improvement books really helped me to uh, overcome a lot of these, um, you know, anxieties, a lot of these um, negative self-talk Um, and allowed me to develop a sense of confidence in myself. And so from there, I went from almost failing out of medical school, and currently I'm at a Harvard residency program um, as a resident physician. And on the side during medical school, I learned that instead of um, seeing a patient, you know, every 10 minutes within the clinic, Uh, you know, what I went to medical school for was hopefully to form these long, meaningful connections with patients and be able to create lifestyle changes in them and inspire them to change. And I realized that the way medicine is practiced in the U.S., it's like you see somebody every 10 minutes, like how are you supposed to impact their lives if you only see them for 10 minutes once a year? Um, And so in medical school, I decided to get my Uh, personal training certification. I started personal training people in medical school, and I realized that this is really the environment that I really wanted to create an impact in, because not only was I seeing these, my clients, you know, two, three, four times a week uh, for 30 minutes to an hour each, but you were seeing them make this um, physical, but also psychological transformation in real time. And it was extremely, extremely rewarding. With that being said, by the time I realized this, I was already, you know, $150,000 of medical school debt. I had a son already with my wife, whom are amazing. Now we have two kids. And so with that being said, I was also unwilling to sort of burn the boats at the shore, if you will. And I enjoy what I do in medicine. And so I thought, how could I combine these two aspects? And um, that's how Omnipotent Health and Fitness was born, essentially, is the uh, combination of the knowledge that I learned in medical school, along with the, you know, other knowledge that I acquired through reading these books and podcasts and uh, personal training people and these different values that I'm trying to combine and sort of create a change in the world. So that's essentially like the the TLDR about my entire life. And uh, that's leads us up to this point today. Thanks for sharing, bro. It's uh, very inspiring. And just how you, you know, how you've been able to, to evolve and come to this point. And I do share a little you know, of your story of in school and coming up. Uh, and you know, speaking or anything like that. I'm not a very timid person. And so you just, you know, educating myself and just doing you know, the growth mindset it has me you know, just uh, uh, and and just have more confidence in myself in doing all of this. And uh, I love also your mission and um, how, like your type of position that I would like. I would love to see that it's just not worried about, you know, seeing very quick and just, okay, you're out here. So lots of respects for you um, and, and your doing and your mission as well. 
you, you already know that I'm here I can. Um, and then, uh, Sasha, I don't know if you wanted to add here. Not at the moment, my friend. For me, it was a little bit hard to understand you. I didn't know it was a problem on your side, on my side. Uh, because of that, I was writing to Albert, if you can hear you too. Um, perhaps, uh, Albert, did you understand everything that Amaya said? Uh, I got bits and pieces. Amaya was rugging a little bit, but I also didn't want to interrupt in case it was only on my end. Ah, okay, yes. Perhaps then it was on your side, Amaya, but it's okay. I don't want to add anything at the moment. Um, so, Albert, just speaking about what, what you're doing in the Web3 space, speaking about your spaces and your experience um, in in all the health stuff, what's your goal? So, Or just to ask uh, another way, why are you doing it? What's your why? Yeah, this is... Um... It's actually a really good question. It's oftentimes one of the first questions I ask different projects. Um, so the mission is, honestly, it's different than your why. So everybody just heard my mission a moment ago is to end all preventable chronic diseases by creating fun experiences around health and fitness. And I've taken a lot of time to determine what my why is. Why is it that this is such a big and important topic for me? And I think it's multifaceted. Many of you guys know when we did our spaces about finding uh, clarity uh, or creating a passion, um, I mentioned to everybody what you should do is you should take a piece of paper, you draw two lines down the middle so that you create three columns. On the left-hand side, you write your values. Um, on the middle column, you write all of your interests. And on the right-hand side, it needs to be how you can combine your values and your interests to help other people. And this is sort of the process that I start everybody on to create a passion. Like, how do you create your passion? Where do you, what direction do you even go? Um, and so I think it started like that. So I knew that I liked exercising. I liked learning about uh, working out, health and fitness. Um, I like reading about nutrition. I like reading about evidence-based studies and all of these things. I like listening to self-help podcasts and I like helping other people. So all of these things combined Uh, to create a reason to do something. But I really think that my why is a little bit deeper than that. And I think it's because growing up, I had a lot of family members, I still do, who deal with chronic disease, who have diabetes, who have um, obesity, hypertension, um, a lot of these things. And uh, I've felt like for a very, very, very long time that I have the remedy, the cure, like I, I can help you if you just only listen to me. And um, over and over again, many times the people closest to you, uh, for some reason, you you just can't break through to them in the same way that you can break through to a stranger or someone else. And I really do think that this is where the why stems from. It stems from the inability to help the ones closest to you and realize that, hey, you can sort of change the world uh, in another way by helping people in a similar situation. And my hope is, I think, deep down, is that they see all of these other people who uh, follow the success formula, listen to what I'm saying, and actually improve their lives. And I'm hoping in that success that they themselves will become interested in, in following the same path. Right. So I really think that that's where it is deep down. I don't think I've ever described this 
uh, out loud in in real time before. But I've thought about it a lot because that's, I think, where the why really comes from. It's that deep, dark place that you don't often talk about. Um, and I do think that that is probably why I'm so hellbent on this mission and making omnipotent health and fitness um, and the mission a, a, a thing of the future and kind of create this global change, hopefully. Thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah, I, I think I was having some tech issues before and let me know, guys, if you if I still um, rugged. But uh, just to repeat uh, from before, uh, I look up to you, Omni, uh, just, you know, the all the way that you have come to to get to to this. And uh, I was saying also that you're like the type of physician that I would love to have that just don't look at a patient to, you know, 10 minutes and just give a prescription and you're out. Uh, I, I value a lot connection and like I'm having a meaningful connection. So uh, lots of respects for you and, and, and your mission and your why and what you're doing. And again, if you, you already know that if there is anything I can help you with, I, I'm here for you. And uh, just real quick, uh, I wanted to say a uh, phrase uh, coming back to the topic of today, uh, that well, it says one of the greatest strategies uh, in life is to lose your your own self. Uh, sorry, again, one of the greatest strategies in life is to lose your own sense of self and accept the version of you that is expected by everyone else. Um, I just feel this is so powerful because you know just having a strong sense of self helps you so much to, you know, to, to put, uh, to, to help what you're meant to, to be doing here in earth and, and to help others. So I just wanted to uh, bring back the conversation back to this. Um, and also, uh, knowing yourself and becoming confident in who you are is not easy, uh, as it might sound, but it's, it's, you know, it's so helpful to do that. And I just wanted to, you know, maybe bring some tips uh, on, on how to do that. Uh, one thing that has helped me a lot uh, is just, uh, as Omni mentioned before, uh, studying, just uh, reading books, listening to audiobooks. Uh, it just helped me to gain confidence, also to, to help me, you know, ask myself, what is it that I really want? What, what makes me happy, what, what do I value? And this doesn't just helps for you why, it helps also to, to find yourself. So I just wanted to uh, share that and I uh, hope you guys hear me okay. We hear you perfectly, Amaya, uh, 100%. That was uh, really well said. Uh, Sasha, did you want to speak first? I just wanted to let Amaya know that we could hear him well. Um, please go at, at first, Albert. I have some thoughts in my mind, but I want to hear uh, that what you think. Sure, of course. Yeah, I, I want to reiterate a lot of what Amaya had just mentioned is uh, this idea about your sense of self. It's funny, um, I wrote a, um, I've been trying to blog lately on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram rather than run my own traditional blog site. So I'm going to sunset my blog, but the blog today sort of had to do with your sense of self and your identity. And 
it sort of described a lot of what I was just talking about, about the anxieties that I had in medical school, the negative self-talk, the critic in your brain, like I wrote the asshole in your head, because you really can be such a jerk to yourself. And what I realized was that oftentimes when we don't take the time to uh, analyze who we are, analyze our preconceived notions, think about why do we care about the things that we cared about? Is it just because we heard somebody say it and it sounded good at the time? Is it because society wants you to say something or act a certain way? Is it your parents? Is it, you know, all of these various aspects of life? And I felt like it took me all the way until about medical school when I realized that, hey, there's a lot of things that I just believe in this world simply because somebody told me that that is how the world is when I was a kid, right? Like you, um, you know, you're born, you go to school, you get good grades, you uh, get good grades in, in, you know, middle school so that you can get to high school, you get good grades in high school so that you can go to college, you get good grades in college so that you can go to be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, or failure. And then you uh, have your job, you find a wife, you get 2.3 kids, you retire at the age of 65, you had your 30-year fixed interest mortgage loan, uh, you retire at 65 and then you die at 75, right? This is, I feel like what the world, what society has expected uh, your life to look like. And it wasn't until I started asking more empowering questions of myself, such as why do I think that this is the way that my life should be? Uh, why am I so critical about myself? Why do I feel like the things that I tell myself in my head makes up who I am. And when you start asking yourself these, uh, these questions, you start diving deeper into who you really are. But until we take that time to figure out who we are in the first place, who is our sense of self, what is our sense of self, uh, of course, we're going to feel lost. And I think many people don't realize that they're even lost, that this is how you know that you're um, furthest away from even realizing who you are because you you don't even feel lost. That's why it's so um, difficult to break out of this mindset. You don't feel like anything's wrong. You know, you wake up, all of these things are happening to you in life and you're reacting to everything. But because you've been doing it for the last 20, 30 years of your life, you don't realize everything is reactive to something else rather than doing something out of intentionality because you plan to do it this way. Um, and that I think is why this conversation is so incredibly important. And I think, uh, very wise of you, Sasha and Amaya to choose this topic because it really is a topic that, you know, you don't realize that it's a problem until somebody mentions that it is a problem. And then you start asking yourself these questions and then you start diving into who you really are. For sure. Um, I, I completely agree with you. And it's, you know, what you said, um, you mentioned, uh, jur not journaling, but just writing in general. It's uh, very powerful. And, it, and it's something that I'm trying to do more because it's, that's like, uh, I feel it's even like going to, a, to a, going to a psychologist, just writing because I feel that I talk to myself, I get to know myself a little bit better. So it, it is something very powerful to do, and I encourage everyone to do it as well. Um, and 
if anyone wants to, you know, ask something or just give their opinion, just feel free to raise your hand. I see, Lack, you, you have your hand up. Uh, welcome. Happy to have you here. And the mic is all yours. Thanks for having me. Um, I wanted, at first I raised my hand um, because I was curious. I'm not a reader. I was never a reader. I never wrote. I've never written my own research papers. So I now have Audible. I'm listening to like Atomic Habits and Still Like an Artist. Do you guys listen to it like on the road or when you're doing something? Because I am like an avid note taker. <laughs> and I feel like I can't not sit there and just like really listen and take notes. Like I, I just started. So I'm not really sure how the book is, you know, like how it's broken up, but like I'm like in the introduction and I have like three pages of notes. Is that not necessary right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, real quick before you go, Omni. Uh, so I don't like reading either. Uh, I, I like in school, I never open any of the books that they gave me. I, Did I you know. sleep with them under your pillow too? Yes. I <laughs> <laughs> osmosis <laughs> yeah. but uh what i've uh, i actually listen to them when i'm in the car uh when i'm driving when i'm at the gym and uh, one thing that i know helps me a lot is just to share what i have just listened to with my friends or here in spaces so right. that's something like penetrates into your head more yes that's something very useful and another thing, um, I it, it is good to take notes for sure. Um, what I've done is just tweet uh, tweet stuff, like very key points. Um, and just those two things, I feel, have helped me a lot. Uh, and uh, Omni, uh, you, if you want to share uh, your opinion. Yeah. Um, so I think it depends, Lack, on what exactly your goal is of reading these various books. I think it's going to be different for everybody. Some people are going to be the type of person that wants to listen to a book, wants to take all the notes in the world. Otherwise they feel like they aren't retaining the material or uh, whatever it may be. Maybe it's an enjoyable experience for you to take notes and by all means. If, yeah, yeah, I mean, ahead. I have like horrible ADHD. So if I'm not, taking notes I feel like I'm not listening <laughs> yeah so that this is interesting so we, we can actually get into this idea about because I, I totally get it um, by taking notes you're being forced to place your attention with intentionality in doing something such that you are uh, writing something down based off what you're listening to and so I'm curious when you're taking notes are you taking notes like word for word verbatim, like you're writing everything that the author is saying, almost like you're parroting it, or are you making it into your own words? <laughs> Let me check one of my 17,000 notebooks I have with me. I take notes everywhere I go. I don't know if that's good or bad, but... It's neither good nor bad. All that matters is what your reason is for taking those notes and whether it's moving right. towards that reason or not. Yeah, I, it's definitely not like verbatim. If I hear something that 
I think is important. Like, I'll write it down. But I, again, I haven't even gotten to chapter one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so it's slowing me down. <laughs> I guess if your goal is to use these books and utilize the information in those books, let me ask you, you took 17 Heart. pages or so in the first chapter. No, Can I'm you... not 17. Did I say that? I, I feel like I heard the word 17. How many pages? I'm sure I exaggerated, but yeah. Okay. Oh no, I have like. She said, oh, she I have said 17 quarters. notebooks. <laughs> oh, I have 17 notebooks. Thank you. No, I have three quarters of a page done. <laughs> okay. And without reading any of them, can you name me one useful piece of information or one big key takeaway? No. Okay. And so. <laughs> This is no, 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 no worries. Like, please don't feel like self-conscious or anything like that. Um, I think what I want to dive down into is to your reasoning for reading Atomic Habits is probably so that you form effective habits to move you closer towards your goals, streamline different processes. And that's totally cool. Um, but I totally get it. I didn't really enjoy reading when I was a kid either. Um, and when I discovered Audible and that I could listen to these books, uh, it drastically improved my life. And um, I, my personal preference is that I listen at like two times speed and I get the general over, overview, like the gist of the story. And then if after, you know, halfway through the book or all the way through the book, I found it extremely profound, you know, after each time I listen, I take one, just one key takeaway from whenever I was listening. Um, and I try to implement it right away because I really think that action is how you speak to yourself. Yeah. It's like when That's you hear something, that you, yeah, exactly. So when you hear something in Atomic Habits and you're like, oh, that was really cool, reduce the friction in your life. If you want to get rid of the uh, stop eating candy, then take candy out of your home so that you have to, you know, that sort of thing, that sort of thing. But as soon as you take action, I think you'll start to like solidify these things. Um, and so that's, that's how I do it personally. Like That's how I learn in general. Cause I have, ironically, I have reading and auditory auditory processing disorder. I just found out about the second one. <laughs> from my ear doctor. So like my whole, my, my learning disability growing up was reading comprehension. Like I'd read and read and not under, like I just, my dad sat up every night before a final and read me my textbooks from front to cover. But now I'm here, now that I learn like auditory also, like I feel like I would, I don't get stuff that, normal people get right away and I get embarrassed to ask <laughs> but I should probably get over that no that, no I, I I totally hear you and it's not necessarily anything to get over you know it this, this is um, your situation currently and where it's at and you know massive sympathy and compassion and everything towards you, but you have to also have that compassion towards yourself. It's, uh, you, you know, it's, it's a tough situation, right? 
it's hard when you grow up and and you didn't realize that you had all of these things going on until you got older. Um, what I will suggest, maybe if you're up to it, um, we're actually doing a mindful march still within our Omni Discord. If you want to jump in there, the reason why I think mindfulness is really awesome as far as helping people um, hone in on uh, attention is that they did these studies and they put uh, these Tibetan monks in a fMRI machine, a uh, functional MRI uh, machine. And what they learned is that these monks who spend hours upon hours of their day practicing mindfulness, right, they actually get distracted just as much as the average person is what they found based off the parts of their brain that were lighting up. The difference is that in their practice of mindfulness, they, they were... Train, they train themselves. No, 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 no. They still get just as distracted, but they were more easily able to refocus. So it's not a question of how many hours can you stay focused. It is a question of how quickly can you get back and focus at the task at hand. And that's a big shift. And it should make us, uh, us normal people, us mortals, feel uh, a bit of relief in realizing that there is no superpower that allows anybody to be able to concentrate upon hours upon hours upon hours straight. It's rather that when they get distracted, because they get distracted just as quickly as you or I, that they can get back and, and get focused um, more quickly. And I think that is through the training of mindfulness. And I would uh, encourage anybody out there who has uh, trouble with focusing and, and refocusing to practice some version of mindfulness if if uh, if you're feeling up to it. Yeah, I'm on my computer jumping in your Discord. <laughs> <laughs> Multitasking. Well, what a great ad advice on me. I and I double down on that. It's just I feel practicing mindfulness uh, helps a lot. And they, you know, how they say that it's not about not thinking about anything else is just practicing coming back to to bread to the bread and uh, yeah it's a, it's a great advice and uh, we do want to get uh, to to the hands here uh, Sasha I'm not sure if you wanted to share something and then I think uh, was Maddie Emily and then we got on Andrew down uh, down there too Yes, thanks for my own. Thank you, Luck, for sharing your story with us. I think it's not easy, but um, I hope um, you will find the situation or find a way how, how to handle it. And Albert also thanks you for all the um, recommendations and um, I hope it will work. And it would be nice when you join his Discord and perhaps um, the mindfulness sessions over there will help you too. What I want to say, um, just a lot of thoughts were in my mind during the, the last um, sayings of all of you. And I, I like this topic a lot. I think being self-confidence is something what, what basically begins in the childhood. And the story I was mentioning at the beginning of this space was about uh, my son. So I have a son. I'm divorced. Um, he's living just 30 minutes to drive away from me. He is, for me, the most important thing in my life, for sure. That will never end. And... Um, so I try to see him as much as often. Uh, I'm from Germany, as you perhaps can hear on my spelling. And um, so I, I get earlier from my work. And it's possible um, doing uh, working in the IT project management area. So over there, it's easier to handle um, all the work and to handle my time. And I was with him at his Kung Fu class. He's since just 
more than one year in Kung Fu. And um, he's just one of the younger persons in this class, um, just getting in, in this new class two weeks ago. And perhaps some of you heard it, perhaps in some other nations it's 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 happening more uh, than over in Germany. But just in the last weeks in Germany, there were some situations um, where some some younger child, some uh, some younger girls, just around the age of 11, 12, 13, 14, just uh, were fighting one, just fighting one girl with four, five, six other girls. There were some knives over there. I, I think one girl was dying and stuff like that. And that was really, really bad to hear it. It's not happening that often in Germany like that. It was happening in the 80s in Berlin and um but it was getting a better situation. Now it was a bit, little, little bit more in the media. And now in this Kung Fu class, that was the point where I was like to get to his trainer. He's a really good trainer. Um, he not only tries to give them some, some Kung Fu tricks and stuff like that, just also he tries to give them some life advices. Just for example, give respect to others or have respect uh, for others and help others and stuff like that. And he was speaking with them about the situation, telling them that it's not good to have a knife when you're going to school. It's not good to fight on one person with several persons. And when you're getting in a situation like that, or when it looks like that you're getting in a situation like that, get away from that. So he tries to, to teach them a little bit how to handle it, because I think um, he has knowledge and um, everything what he said is, is correct from my point of view. And... He also tried to help them with their self-confidence with putting them under pressure. Just for example, he and uh, some some others of the older uh, children, they took one children in the middle and this children in the middle must try to get out of, of the circle. Just only that they know how is it when you're under pressure and how to handle it in the situation. And this helps them with self-confidence. So I think it's really, really important to help children with that. Um, it's also important to help grown people with that situation. One way, for example, to help yourself is, is, is uh, the way of self-reflection. So try to understand what you're doing, try to understand what you're doing good, bad, try to write it down, to speak with other people, uh, and perhaps just getting some steps away from you and looking on you from from another perspective or something what I know from management is this 360 degree uh, feedback, just getting feedback from different people. Don't take it personally. Uh, just only take this feedback and try to learn from that. Uh, doesn't matter who is this person, just persons who, who knows you for sure. Uh, that's also a way just to learn more about yourself, getting more self-confidence. And with that, I want to stop this little story from the Kung Fu class just two, three hours ago and I would like to go to Maddie Kay. What's your take? First of all, <clears throat> Maddie Kai. <laughs> I'm sorry. German for <laughs> no <those>. words. No <laughs> words. You're not the first one. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I wanted to uh, to add a few points and raise some new <laughs> uh, to the um, uh, how, do, how do we call you? Luck? <laughs> or does somebody know how to call? Her? You could just say lack. It's just my initials. Lack. 
Lack. Okay. Lack. <laughs> cool. So I, uh, I'm going to build on what uh, Omni was sharing as like pieces of advice. I absolutely agree with like um, mindfulness being something that c- can like help you develop a better grip over your own mind to kind of like navigate, navigate that space a little bit better. But I think to me, like something that uh, sounded through a little bit more of like what your struggle is or like some words of encouragement from somebody who is also neurodivergent, (laughs) undiagnosed officially. But um, yeah. So anyways, uh, one of the the points um, was self-compassion, having self-compassion. I think this, this is like very key to figuring out uh what could help you with this um i don't know if it's like a problem but at least it's a question that you're uh looking for answer to oh, it's uh, so, it, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like figuring out what works for you for you know like you were talking about like reading and how you process information like figuring out what works for you in that regard is like the the key here uh so taking notes uh, I think it's not wrong if it's like from what you describe. Um, it's. Am I still here? Did I disconnect? You're good. We still hear you. Okay, cool. <laughs> I just saw the the uh, connection went away for a second. I was worried because that sometimes rugs me. So, anyways, like what you were saying, like uh, taking notes seems to be uh, helping you stay focused on the like the input that you're getting from from the audiobook so I think like this is it's important for you to acknowledge that like this is just helping you like focus on whatever is coming in you might not even look at the notes ironically I also have it like written in a pdf somebody sent it to me after I purchased it so I'm wondering (laughs) if I could just highlight Oh, yeah, that could be one thing. Uh, I'm like, personally, I'm the kind of person who takes a, a ton of notes. Like I, I will get right. into like how I process information to share a little bit to kind of give a different, I'm just like a, just a version of like how I deal with um, thoughts, ideas, like the input of them, like how I process the that whole thing. Right. But yeah, I think so I, I don't know, like I personally, how, how I take notes, I think that was something good that Omni uh, also asked, whether you just, you know, like kind of transcribe uh, like like uh, word for word or to kind of like structure it somehow. Because like I'm, for example, like I'm very, very systematic uh, note taker, always been in the school. Like I would draw these schemes, how like, you know, like the pieces of information, how they connect. I would use like visual, like arrows and stuff and highlight, you know, like with lines and, and like just structure that information. I don't know if that's what you're doing, but this is like personally what I found that is working for me because like I'm taking in this information and then I'm processing it in a way that when I go back to it, I instantly get where I was with the information. I kind of like get the experience of like hearing that information again. Um, I'm glad he asked that because out of this whole page, two things pop out to me that I could have just written down real quick. mm -hmm. Like 
Like, I thought everything was so important that day. It was 316 when I started. Yeah. So, There's literally two th- two lines in here that I, not even lines, they could have been lists. <laughs> so this actually goes into the second point that I wanted to make was also like, I really, really relate to having like, the sort of, I don't know, personality or a type of mind that just wants to grasp on like every tiny detail because you see so much value in them. And what I've learned over years of, you know, like, like literally giving myself anxiety with trying to, you know, like use everything, like every tiny tool uh, that is like in front of me uh, to become like coming to a place of peace in myself to understanding that, uh, I'm not going to be able to like implement hundred percent of it. Yes, it's valuable, and I recognize that it's valuable. But um, it's you know like trying to expect from yourself that you're gonna implement all like all the pieces of uh, information or value that you get out of whatever you know, like place that you're uh, taking the notes from, it's just, it's in like, it's impossible, but you know, like it's good to have a log of those to kind of like go back to and find new like pieces of wisdom to then implement, but just, you know, like be patient with yourself in that regard as well, that you can't implement all of it at once. (laughs) My question to you though is, do you use like Figma or do you take notes in a notebook? Oh, I have all the systems. Thank God you asked. I mean, me too. And I'm like, I haven't figured Figma out yet. And Notion, I can't get it on my computer for some reason, but I use it on my phone. Mm. I don't know. So, so I have, uh, I have played around. I've tested uh, different kind of systems to figure out what works for me to like, uh, because I've dealt with this same thing of like organizing my thoughts. Uh, because that has been, you know, like I, I could just like, I get all over the place because like my head is just a network. It's not thinking literally one thought. It's just, you know, like <laughs> all over the place, all, all at once and connecting these things, you know, like this is also because I'm a creative person, which Me too. I was an art well, major. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have, I have uh, mm, set up like a jerk, like I have, I use Evernote for taking notes, uh, like I personal journal is there, uh, my work notes, like they have, like they're divided into different notebooks and like, I've kind of tried to organize them based on, you know, like, um, what kind of information is coming in. And then just in general, in my life, I have a, like, I have two huge whiteboards, uh, (laughs) in my home. I'm literally sitting in front of one of them and looking at the notes that I took so that I would not, you know, like get all over the place Mm -hmm. and stay focused on what I wanted to say. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. and I use that. I thought about it, uh, the other day also, like, why is it that sometimes, you know, like I'm on this spaces with Omni and Eclipse and all these other, you know, like very eloquently speaking, uh, dudes and girls as well and I feel like oh my god like how can I uh, live up to that level of just you know like being cohesive with my you know like speech the time that I'm given uh and I realized that it's just you know like why I use whiteboards is 
what I do on them is like, I create this mind maps. Like there's this one like thought that comes and like the, the next second it might be gone. So if I mark it down, I'm able to revisit it. But if I don't, I'm just like, I'm going to be like kind of uh, frustrated that I lost the way that I, you know, like I, that came to me in my head. So this is a tool that I understood that it's just my mind works in that way that it keeps, you know, just like things come in and they just, you know, like pass by. Uh, but there's like truly valuable things in there. So yeah. I just map it out. So I use mind maps. <laughs> I asked chat GBT a question yesterday and like I was able to save the answer and I don't remember what I asked. So I literally got into a fight with her today. I'm like, <laughs> please tell me where I could find my archive conversations. <laughs> like for an hour, I wasted my time. It was such a good quote too. And I can't remember it. Yes. But you know, this is a place where to uh, practice uh, compassion with yourself and not get, get frustrated because believe me, there is so many life wisdoms or insights that I have found through my years that like it's, I've forgotten that this works. And then, you know, like I'll go back to like old journal or something and I'm sifting through and I'm like, Oh Yes, this is exactly what I needed right now. It'll help me <laughs> solve this one thing that I'm struggling with. So it's just, you know, like, uh, I don't know. It's my view of life that it's it's just a dance. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually learned that from NFT God. He, he, he keeps everything in a Google Doc, um, you know, how each tweet performed and threads or whatever. And he repurposes like his old stuff. I mean, it's not copying and cheating. It's his work. And he just takes another angle. Like there's absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with doing that. Thank you. Yeah. That goes, that goes uh, to self advice advice as well. But yeah, I'm going to shut up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been speaking I so much. Too. I'm sorry, everyone. No worry. <laughs> and I appreciate you sharing that Maddie. Uh, definitely um it's good advice and i do want to get to all the hands here uh, i'm gonna pass it on real quick to omni and then uh, we have emily andrew and eclipse uh, super happy to have you here yeah thanks so much i, I just want to riff really quickly on this uh topic about and bring it back to the sense of self and who you are because we just learned from this extensive um different ways of understanding how different people take in information, how different people like to take notes, how they like to keep their notes, all of these things. These are all details. And these are all details specific to each individual person. It reminds me, I was listening to a Seth Godin podcast the other day, and he was at a uh, writing conference, all these different writers, they were all, you know, exchanging information and ideas. And then Stephen King shows up. And then uh, the first question that was asked to Stephen King was, what type of pencil do you use? Or what type of pen do you use? And it's, Interesting, right? Because this detail is very specific to Stephen King, but it isn't necessarily going to work for everybody, right? Like one person could write like one pen, another person could like a different pen. And so to bring it back to the original topic is like your sense of self. Uh, first, we need to take a step back and realize why is it that we're taking notes? And even a step further back from that, why is it that we're listening to this book in the first place? Why are we listening to Atomic Habits? And when you come to a place of, hey, I really wanted to listen to Atomic Habits or read Atomic Habits because 
I feel like there's a deficit in a certain part of my life, a certain aspect of my life that I'm trying to improve. And I want to use this information to improve this very specific particular aspect of my life. When you can get very specific and targeted as to the reason why you're reading this, now you can cater all of the other details towards that. So if your reasoning of using atomic habits was to improve uh, whatever your uh, workout regimen, then I would, instead of trying to get through the book, listen to like chapter one, what is one takeaway that you get from chapter one, implement that one takeaway immediately in regards to improving your uh, exercise regimen, right? And then move on to the next chapter and break it up into as small chunks as you need. If it's one page, if it's one paragraph, then make it one paragraph and implement it immediately specifically to the reason why you were reading that book in the first place. So it always starts with why, right? It always starts with what is my reasoning for reading this in the first place? And then you get to implement it immediately. When we get lost in why we're doing something, that's when we find ourselves taking notes all of a sudden about every single detail. This happened to me in medical school. This is the reason why I'm like speaking semi-passionately about this. In the first uh, two blocks of my neurology block, the hardest block in medical school, I failed both tests. And I highlighted everything. I took notes on everything. I tried to read every single chapter. I wrote down every single detail. And I got lost in the weeds. I got lost in the details, right? Um, And so what I needed to do was take a step back and start asking, what is it that they need me to learn in the context of all the practice of medicine? Like any one of these individual subjects could be broken down into PhDs, into very, 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 very specific topics um, that people can write entire textbooks on. Of course, I can't learn all of that in a week, right? So then I needed to understand what my goal was. Um, once I understood my goal, then you could start breaking down into the, the, the minute details that you need. You know, a very similar metaphor to the last thing, and then I'll shut up, is I'm actually a pathologist, right? I'm a pathology resident. What I do is I diagnose cancers. And what happens, for example, is a thoracic oncology uh, surgeon or thoracic surgeon uh, might cut out a piece of a lung because you know that this person has a lung cancer of some sort. They don't know what that cancer is. They send it to me. I'm the pathologist. I take small snippets of this uh, little piece of lung tissue and I look under a microscope and I can tell you, hey, this is adenocarcinoma. This is squamous cell carcinoma. This is adenosquamous carcinoma. This is small cell carcinoma. I tell you what the different types of cancer it is. And then I run molecular tests on it. Now, When I put that slide down initially, this is the biggest initial flaw that beginners do is they put it on high power, meaning they're looking at 400x magnification, which is times 10. So it's actually 4,000x magnification at a single cell. And the reason why you look at single cells is because the, the cancer cells, they have irregular nuclei. They look like they're not perfectly rounded. They have high nuclear to cytoplasmic ratio. You look at all of these things. But what you learn very quickly from what I do is when you start at 4,000x what your normal site is, everything looks crazy. Everything is jumbled. Everything looks like cancer. And then, so you learn very quickly, is that you have to start at the lowest power, the lowest magnification possible. Get an idea for the entire lay of the land. Why are you looking at this tissue in the first place? Because you could be looking at 4,000x and any normal tissue will look like cancer. You start off at low power first, you scan the field, you understand why you're doing this in the first place, and then you become very targeted as to where you go and increase your magnification, right? So this is like a, a very good metaphor for life. 
Don't just dive into the details right away. Understand why you're doing something and then reverse engineer from there and work with intentionality towards what you're trying to accomplish. What an insightful advice, <laughs> Omni. Thanks for sharing that. And uh, uh, Sasha, I saw you unmuted. You can go ahead real quick and then if you can pass the mic to, to the others. Thank you, Bo. I just only want to say the same. Uh, Omnipontent, really, really great advice. I really love it. It's also really interesting or also important, I think, to learn from people which uh, have several experiences, just like you experience, and they like to learn from from situations like that. Just want to go to the next hand. What's up? Uh, I don't know if it was Andon or Emily, but uh, Emily, I would like to take you. So what's your take on the topic? Oh, thank you, Sasha. Uh, Amaya, it's a pleasure to be in your room. I'd like to say hello to Omni, Maddie, Eclipse, and Andrew. Hello to the room. Hi, Lack. I've seen you around. I love your take uh, and your takes in general. You're really knowledgeable about what's going on in crypto. All right, so let me just go on. Uh, luckily, um, my question originally was had to do with something you've said, Omni, and I think that you know, how the uh, conversation naturally evolved, it was answered. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll summarize. So what I wanted to know is what is the uh, cure, the antidote to feeling that everything is important, right? And I guess I just want to reframe and understand that basically you need to have a framework with what you're doing. You have to understand why you're doing it and this is how you'll be able to edit everything out and not feel kind of anxious that you're missing out of, on important information because I certainly am an avid note taker and uh, struggle to edit, right? Because I feel like everything is important, but at the same time, I don't start with um, a framework of what it is that I want to learn or what it is that I'm looking for. So before so so then I'll I'll ask a, a new questions to a new question to the room. It could be, I'm gonna kick it to Omni, but it could be answered uh, with from anybody. Uh, really, is that before going? Do I understand correctly that the first step that will help you save time and ultimately will give you like a strong sense of self? I, I'm bunching up a lot of, a lot of things together, but the first step would be to have a framework and a why and know exactly what it is that you want to get out of the experience so that you have something to measure that you've actually hit the mark. Did I understand that correctly? I'm done talking. <laughs> thank, thank you so much, Emily, for that question. A hundred percent. In pretty much everything that you do in life, if you want to live with intentionality, uh, you have to establish beforehand, what am I trying to get out of this experience? You, what am I doing here? How am I spending my time today? Right? It, we, we all actually Eclipse put up a uh, tweet earlier where we have a finite amount of time each and every day, but we all get the same amount of time. Right? And so if you think about it that way, in everything that you do, if you're not 
if you don't clearly know why you're spending your time there, why are you doing that? Why are you there in that very moment? What are you hoping to get out? What are you hoping to improve? Then you're just passively taking in information. You're passively hoping that something comes across your way. Uh, you're being reactive to the things around you rather than proactive as to planning your day as to how you want it to be, constructing your life, being the architect of your life, right? Constructing uh, your future, building your future, moving towards something that you have already previously imagined in your head and taking steps towards uh, towards actually getting there, right? Um, this is this is the this is what we mean by creating vision, right? When a business has a vision statement, it is where are they trying to go? How do they want to get there? They plan these ahead of time, and successful businesses do this well. People with strong visions do this well. They see a target that other people can't see yet. Um, this is what we need to work on creating for ourselves because when we start creating something that we know that we want to head towards, if you have no destination, if you don't know where you're going, how do you ever expect to arrive? Yet everybody is constantly waiting for something to happen, to feel like they've arrived somewhere. Like once I make X amount of money, I have, uh, you know, I've made it. Once I get this degree, I have made it. Once I successfully launch this project or this business, I have made it. But like, but have you, right? Because you never established what arriving means to you. You haven't established your vision. Like, how do you know that you've made it? So um, 100% for sure. The last thing that I want to add about this, like, feeling like all the details are very important, taking notes about every single letter, highlighting every single page. I think in medical school, again, when I was struggling with this concept was that I think deep down, I felt that if I had highlighted every page and I read every single sentence and I read every single thing and uh, um, that uh, I always had an excuse to fall back on when I failed my test. And it sounds perverse and it sounds ridiculous, but it's like this visual cue of, oh, at least I uh, highlighted everything. I could go back through my notes and it'll look like I actually put in the work. But the work truly begins before you start diving into the details. It's when you've actually created your plan and did you execute on your plan? Then you did work. Then you constructed a plan and then you can say it failed. But if you're just out there, just like putting in work in all random directions, then it was never targeted in the first place. It's gonna, it's gonna be difficult for you to assess your progress if you had never created a plan of attack in the first place. Thank you, Omni. So powerful. I appreciate you you sharing that. And thank you for your question to Emily and for being up here. Um, and I do want to get to the hands again. Uh, Andrew, happy to have you here. How are you? I just want to see if I can actually speak in a space. I, I, I'm excited. Uh, we're, we're all good? Like we can hear me? Yes, we can, bro. <laughs> Man, this has been uh, for for those guys who have been in my space and oh man, this this uh, whole Android thing. And I hope I don't lose all my information on my Android from downloading that uh, API thing or whatever I did. But uh, it's good to be here. Um, I'm not going to be as deep as everybody else. I just want to applaud you, Lack. And sorry if that's. Uh, uh, for for doing what you can with the struggles that we have. We all have struggles. We all have 
different issues and how we learn and how we do, but you're not letting anything hold you back. You're trying, you're coming up with ways that works for you. And I don't give a crap when anybody says too many notes, not enough notes. If it works for you and you're moving ahead, good for you. It, that's, that's all that matters is we don't let the struggles in our lives block us from becoming the person we're supposed to be. Um, my, my son struggles with some, uh, with some, some learning disabilities and, and in school they label you, oh, you know, you've got this and you've got that. And, and now he uses that an excuse in life. And it's such a struggle to say, no, it, maybe you got some struggles, but find ways around it. And when you find ways around it, you become that person and you, and, and you are doing that now. And all these other, Omni and, and, and Amaya, every, uh, Maddie, you've got some great insights. I just want to applaud you for where you've, where you've been and, and, uh, and keep going and look forward to see where the person you become because of your efforts. So well done. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, that's, uh, I'm actually a little teary-eyed. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you said that, Andrew. Um, and, and thank you for coming up and sharing that with us. And um, I want to pass the mic to Eclipse and then uh, the Funky. Uh, you're up next, too. How are you, Eclipse? This has been a great panel of wonderful speakers back-to-back. -back. A lot of my favorite people out here. So well done pulling together such a great craft. Uh, I'm enjoying the topic. I had a very similar experience uh, to what Omni did uh, when I first went to a more difficult college. Like one of my first tests, I, I did exactly what he did. tried to read every single chapter, study every single thing I possibly could, and then got destroyed. And I couldn't fathom how this had happened. Because previously, in most of my classes, I had not worked that hard and I'd done better. So it really turned things upside down. Um, but I think I've always struggled with figuring out how and what to prioritize and deciding what it is that I want. Uh, I have a tendency to just sort of jump from thing to thing and just try to optimize for uh, whatever the best I can find in it is. And then to just keep exploring and adapting and adopting and uh, picking things up as I go. But I think that it's been a disservice to myself to not have more clarity about what it actually is that I'm seeking because like he had suggested, I think I often end up in places in my life where I've achieved success I wasn't even necessarily setting out to, and I'm not really satisfied because I didn't really have a goal in mind. I just kind of stumbled upon something and was like, this is cool. Now what? Like, what's the point? Uh, did I even want this? I don't know. And I'm constantly asking myself what I'm going to be doing. Uh, I don't have an answer. Uh, when I find one, I'll share. But it's what I'm working on right now. <laughs> Thank you, Eclipse. And I think uh, most of us struggle with that because that's something that I am also struggling with. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I have like take a lot of notes here from this talk and I think we can uh, grab some useful things to, to start applying. Uh, a book that I will recommend to you guys because this, uh, what we are talking about, remind me of uh, Jim Quick. Uh, he's also someone that uh, mentions uh, what uh, Omni was talking about, that he struggled uh, learning and just getting, you know, uh, he just had to do a lot more to, to learn, but other ones uh, just got a lot more quicker. So uh, uh, Limitless is the name of the book, and it's from Jim Quick. Uh, it talks uh, a lot of how to, you know, uh, I think it's just how to learn, like, easier or better, 
and uh, just wanted to share that. And uh, the funky, the mic is all yours. Gem, everyone. Uh, how am I supposed to follow Eclipse, honestly, right? I mean, <laughs> so uh, I have so much to say because I've been listening for so long and many different things. Albert, I will tell you that there is only one pen. It is a Pilot G2, preferably 0.07, and it needs to be green ink. Um, but putting that aside, I just want and also just the powerful stuff that was shared by uh, Andon, like with your own um, child, and I'm a former educator of 20 years, and I'm also a big believer in just pragmatism in general, find something that works for you. So it's, it's wonderful hearing all the different unique approaches people take. I think I suffer from the same disease that Eclipse does in the sense that I've never really erected a particular vision for what it is that I want to achieve. I'm just hyper curious constantly interested in new things and so i just kind of point as my wife says the laser beam wherever it just needs to go and then i just kind of bore in from there and i think because i want to get back to the original sort of premise of the talk about this strong sense of self and i would be remiss in not sharing that today is my 16th anniversary with my wife and i think that there is something to be said about having a partner who just completely supports you in every way. Um, I feel like my life took on an entirely different trajectory when my wife and I went on our first date the day before I turned 30. So uh, I'll be 48 this year. So we've been together for about 18 years, married for 16. And, uh, you know, Lack already brought up uh, NFT God. And I told Alex that my absolute favorite tweet from him all of last year, and he had many was the one tweet, it wasn't even a thread, it was the tweet about having, like, he, he kind of used the analogy of Super Mario Brothers. Like, if you have that power-up mushroom, like, if that person is that power-up mushroom, it just raises your game in so many ways across, you know, every various spectrum in your life. And I did not have a strong sense of self when I was younger. If some of you guys have seen probably my Substack, uh, you know, like, my, I was very overweight at one point in my life. I was deeply depressed. Um, things were not going my way. And even if you don't, and, and this, again, is kind of counterintuitive to what Albert was saying. And, of course, I totally respect everything you brought up. And that's a great way to look at it, Albert, for sure. Um, but there is something to be said about just consistency in making good choices. Because ultimately, the choices that you make are sort of the architect of your destiny, whether you realize it or not. And granted, of course, there are going to be things that are outside of your control, choices that other people make. Really, that's really what fate is, is sort of a collision of choices from the entire world. But... I think there's something to be said about just like my wife. We just found out yesterday, in fact, that uh, I'm going to block down, which is in Lisbon, Portugal this year, and I'm going for work. But my company is doing a retreat and, you know, uh, they're basically paying for us and our significant others to have an entire week long retreat on the beach in Lake or nearby in Lisbon, Portugal. And, you know, my wife literally texted me and she said, are we like, is this all a dream? You know, we're talking about two people who have been teachers for the vast majority of their professional and adult lives, and all of a sudden to be whisked away into Web3 to where now, you know, and, I, and we were talking about it last night, and I said, I think a lot of it is just the fact that we consistently make good choices for ourselves, for our family, and things happen, right? Like things that you would never expect are going to happen if you consistently compound good choices in your life. So I probably went on for a little bit too long. 
Um, Amaya, I just realized I wasn't following you back, buddy. I followed you back immediately when I saw that. So, um, and yes, I, I just want to, uh, as, as I think Emily said, I'm done talking now. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. And, uh, first of all, congratulations on your anniversary. Uh, and I'm glad that, you know, things are happening, uh, you know, good for you. And also the power of mushrooms for me are all of you guys here. Uh, I've been trying to get a better circle of, circle of friends for a while, and just Web3 has done it for me. Uh, so I appreciate all of you, the ones that keep supporting each other. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing your perspective, brother. I want to pass it on to Omni and then uh, Maddie. Yeah, thanks so much, Amaya. And also, congratulations, uh, Funky One. That's a, that's amazing, and it's incredible to hear, and it warms my heart, honestly. Uh, I'm actually here at one of my best friend's places in L.A. I just flew in for the day because uh, I'm getting to meet Tom Villu actually, today for the Impact Theory dinner. And um, she knows that I'm I'm very uh, sappy person, so hearing these types of things really, uh, really warms my heart. Um, but... Uh, I wanted to sort of go off that same point, right, about how your wife, uh, Funky, really empowers you to be the best version of yourself and just makes, you know, adds color to life, right? Um, and this is what I mean when we bring it back to this topic about knowing yourself and knowing what you care about. And this is why when I ask people to find clarity as to their passion, how to develop a passion on the left-hand side is your values. What do you care about? And for me, my value, my top one is love. I value love. I want to feel loved. And I know to feel loved, I have to give love, right? And so it dictates the actions that you do. But if you know that your top value is love, you know what it does is when you know that you are in a uh, place where you feel loved because you are giving an uh, an incredible amount of love and you're receiving that same incredible amount of love back, you feel very secure in yourself and who you are. That's what we're talking about, right? Building the strong sense of self. And when you have accomplished your top value, your priority value, the thing that you care about most, you know what it frees you up to do? It frees you up to go and be an entrepreneur without fear. It fears, it fills, it, it allows you and enables you and empowers you to go out there, go on spaces, possibly make a fool out of yourself, say something ridiculous, uh, maybe try to create a, a business, a small business, and for it to fail and realize that you're still going to be fine because you are giving so much love and you're receiving love back. That's what I care about. Because that's what I care about, all these other things don't matter nearly as much. It allows you to give perspective to things. And so this is why that first column is so important. Knowing your values, knowing what you care about, and once you've secured what that is and you know what it takes to have this give-and-take relationship to continue uh, maintaining that sense of love or whatever that value is, if it's security for you, then whatever it is to maintain that sense of security, if it's adventure, whatever that is for you, if it's freedom, whatever that is for you, uh, once you've established the metrics that is going to allow you to keep that in its top priority place, then you can go out and be adventurous. You can like take risks and feel secure in yourself and who you are because this is what you care about. The second point that I wanted to make uh, regarding Funky's uh, thing, I don't think we're contradicting each other at all. Um, in life, certainly things are going to happen that you did not expect 100%. Um, I'm merely, I, I agree. Uh, the 
your your reality and what you call fate is the sum of the choices that you make. My argument, and if you want to even call it an argument, is that many times, oftentimes in life, we're not actually conscious or aware that we're making a choice. We're rather reacting to a situation and we find ourselves out of serendipity in a situation that seemed to be fortuitous, but we didn't take any active measures to really uh, get to that point in the first place. And then so some people feel like the world is acting on them. And I'm trying to encourage everyone to realize that you are acting on the world. Your internal state is all that you have, your, your awareness, your consciousness, uh, the things that are coming within your presence. We all have a lens that we view the world and it is separate and different for each and every person uh, in the space right now. And so uh, there is no true objective reality, only the reality that you create. But if you have never taken the time to construct your reality, the lens in which you view the world, then it'll feel like the world is acting on you, not the other way around. Jeez, Omni, you, you're so articulate to say the things. And uh, uh, yeah, th thanks for, for saying that. Um, I appreciate you. Um, wanted to pass it on to uh, Maddie. See, I told you. <laughs> Hard to live up to these guys. Uh, but I'm just going to bring my uh, true self <laughs> and be wacky and say that funky, no, and, and omni. The, the right pen is a uniball signal and it's 0.38 and it's black. <laughs> it's been like this for 15 years and I... <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to change my mind <laughs> but this is perfectly shows you know like everybody has their own tools uh <laughs> and uh that's that um something else that i wanted to share actually this was just a fun addition i love that you brought out that <laughs> the pen thing um something that way way back what omni was saying when he was talking about uh looking uh, through the microscope at uh, some cancer cell tissue. Oh my God, this is not my area. But this really, really made me think about uh, that really simple concept of like zooming out. Like when you zoom out, that's when you start to see the order that exists in the chaos. Um, and this kind of like followed into what Eclipse was saying that I'm definitely being the kind of person. It took me many, many years of being on a journey of like, just following those, you know, like callings, quote unquote, from different places and just, you know, like follow the, I don't know, some sort of guidance from somewhere. Like, uh, I, I call it that I followed my curiosity with, you know, like doing this thing and then learning that thing. Um, and, uh, then like years later, looking back at it, similarly to, you know, like kind of having all these data points and zooming out on them, <laughs> uh, I found the common denominator, which then I, um, realized retros retrospectively and understand like what my mission in life is, because like I started seeing the pattern of like, what, um, what kind of things that I like, I kept choosing what was, uh, common with them. Um, and like th this finally solidified some sort of understanding of sense of self and what I'm here to do on this earth. 
Um, and yeah, like I would have not known to set out for that vision when I was 20. Like, it, it's just impossible <laughs> because I could have not known I needed some more uh, data <laughs> to base the uh, the decision about, uh, on. So that was something that I wanted to share, uh, which I thought it really connected to like uh, getting a sense of self and understanding yourself. It just sometimes takes, you know, like the journey to just follow your intuition and then look back and, and kind of uh, try and make sense of it. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> that's what I wanted to share. Thanks, Maddie. And yeah, just, uh, it's uh, just wanted to go back to also on, on the why you, you just mentioned that, that, I also that's like a like a life um it's, it's a journey that you go through like your whole life and it can be changing constantly so uh you got to you know ask yourself those important questions constantly what do you value what makes you happy and if you're you know really feeling good what were you're doing so I just wanted to double um uh, enforce that and also just going back to uh, building a strong se sense of uh, self. I uh, just want to share some tips on what can help you on that. And it's uh, first, it's uh, being authentic. You hear that from a lot of people, but that's something that, you know, it's what you, Maddie was just saying, follow your, your heart and see what makes you happy. Uh, so that would be the first one. And then also know your strengths and weaknesses. That is something that I struggle with. Um, but you know, it's something that I'm still trying to figure out what I'm good at and what I'm not, I'm not good at. Uh, that's the second uh, tip I wanted to share. Uh, third, uh, it's, we just mentioned it, why, what uh, brings you happiness? What do you value the most? Uh, Omni mentioned that earlier as well. And uh, if you're, the choices that you're making, is it, you know, aligned to, to what do you value? Uh, that would be the last tip. Um, so just wanted to share that with you guys. And I'm um, not sure if uh, Sasha Omni wanted to add anything before going back to the hands. Um, yeah, no, that, that's a really, oh, sorry, go ahead, Sasha. Oh, please go ahead. I think that that's an excellent, excellent uh, list for sure, being authentic, uh, knowing your strengths and weaknesses, uh, what do you value most? And I think if I was to add one more thing to here, it really... Um, it follows these things. So once you know what it means to be authentic to yourself, once you know what your strengths are, and uh, once you know how you want to present to the world, how you want to make the world a better place, uh, then, then I think this is the final part of forming that sense of self, forming the identity that you want. You need to come up with the actions, the things that this type of person would do. How uh, a person that um, values love would act, right? You would then give love to the maximum capacity so that you can receive love to the maximum capacity, right? Once you know your values, once you know what it means to be authentic, once you know the strengths and weaknesses that you have and how you want to help the world, then you need to do the actions that are congruent with that type of person. This is the final key to forming your identity. Figure out the actions that it would take the type of person that you want to be whatever that future person is, you need to start doing those actions today to become that type of person. 
Yes, thank you, Albert. So many great takes over here. I, I love what you all are um, bringing to the space. Really, really interesting to listen to all of you. Just let me say some things. Funky at first, congratulations to you and your wife. I'm happy to hear that, man. I hope um, you will be happy forever. Eclipse, nice that you're back. I know you're back since since some weeks, but first time that um, that's listening or speaking to you. Just want to welcome you back again. Emily, just getting to you, just let me only take one thing. What I want to say is I think it can also make sense to make regular notes about yourself and also your goals and perhaps your feelings and also the steps towards the goals. Regular means perhaps every two weeks, every four weeks, every two months. It depends on, on yourself, on your goals and how you can reflect yourself. It's a little bit, little bit something what, what I learned several years ago in, uh, in the type of, of the management area. Just when you are at the end of the year and thinking about next year, what do I want to reach? What do I want to do? Um, what is important for me and, um, how do I want to reach that? And how do I, do I want to implement that? Also something what, what you can, can also take from the OKR thing. And um, I think when you take that also for your personal life, it could help you because then you know what was two weeks, four weeks, two months ago. Um, how did I develop from then to now? Uh, perhaps something changed a little bit. So then you can take notes on everything, can um, document your own way and your own changes and can see that. And this also could help yourself for being more self-confidence, I think. That's enough about that. Emily. Let's go to you. Hi, guys. I'm using my headset, so I hope that you guys can hear me well. I don't know if you can give me a thumbs up or something. Yes, thank you, Ami. All good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so I'm going to profess what I'm, I'm going to say, and I'll try to be quick with an analogy as to how I receive information. So how when something is very good or I'm really deeply resonating with, with, with what is being said, it's like everything is falling into a deep well of my consciousness and it swirls around. And in that swirl, I'm perfectly uh, cognizant of what is being said and what I'm feeling. And it's, it's all kind of interconnected. But to extract meaning and then convey it, there's a little bit of a not a disconnect, but like you have to start the gears and it's not moving at the same speed and it makes it hard to articulate very um, uh, straightforwardly what I want to say. So excuse me if I'm a little bit all over the place. This is very, very good and I'm just trying to extract what I'm feeling. I'll say this. I loved what everybody has said, Maddie on me, just following your heart, and I, I'm getting a sense as to having a strong sense of self requires for you to approve of yourself. So you need that framework, and you need to know exactly what you want, and then act on it, but then it doesn't really all the way kick in, right? You're still kind of waiting for some validation and some external, at least for me, I'll speak in my, um, in my name, 
It's like you wait for external validation to confirm that you're on the right path, right? And sometimes it comes, and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but what I am learning from what I've just heard and my reflections is that you need to give yourself that okay, that okay, right? The actions that you start doing will kind of uh, mix it so that everything aligns and then you will, like a muscle, make your sense of self stronger so that you will know if something aligns with your value, with your visions, with your plan, or if it doesn't. But if you never exercise or take the time to get to know that self, then you'll never be fully sure of who you are and what makes sense for you. And you always be unsure and you'll always be waiting for like having the permission to live your life instead or as opposed to carving your life and creating your life and have full ownership of your life, uh, if that makes sense. And so that's my takeaway of this space. And this is the uh, um, reflection that it will uh, keep going. Uh, how do you say that? That it will keep having after the space so that I can further digest uh, everything that I've just heard. So yeah, that's me. I'm done talking. Thank you, Emily. I appreciate you sharing your takeaways. And uh, it's, yeah, it's very similar to what I have gotten from this space as well. Um, hey, I uh, just want to say hi hi to Trav. Um, I know you've been trying to get up here for a while. I appreciate you, brother. And um, hi, uh, Susan, as well. Uh, Omni, I'll give you the mic and then you can pass it on to the, to the hands. Absolutely. Thanks, Amaya. I also want to say hi to Trav and thank Trav, because if it wasn't for Trav and his amazing thread on how to fix the spaces issue for Android users, I would still not be able to come up and speak on any spaces. And it was all because of Trav's thread. So thank you so much, Trav, for doing that, providing value on top of value on top of value. Guys, make sure to follow Trav. He's amazing. Um, so thank you so much. Um, I want to touch a little bit on this idea about external validation, Emily. Uh, it's funny. So my friend uh, picked me up from the airport and we were reflecting. We were, we've been childhood friends for a very long time and we both grew up in Asian American households. And uh, both of us tried to get into a high school that you had to test in for. And both of us failed. And in fact, I failed twice. And when you fail twice to get into a school that uh, two of your siblings were able to get into and you grew up in an Asian American household and your whole life is based off external validation of making your parents proud. Let me tell you, it is a slippery slope as far of a way to uh, crush your ego and crush your self-esteem and crush your sense of self. Uh, so the uh, the antidote to this, if you will, is to realize that um, yes, we've talked about finding your why, finding a direction, finding a passion, doing the actions that is necessary for that future self. What would that future self do? How would that future self act? However, I suppose this is getting into more advanced class now is if you were going to take this a step further, once you know your goal, you know the actions that you need to take there. Now you need to define metrics up to your as to what it would mean for you to be successful. 
And so we've talked about this before where each person gets to define their own metric of success, but the world doesn't get to do that, but it often feels that way. Once you get your college degree, once you make over $200,000, once you bench press at least 315 pounds, once you, you know, all of these accolades, everything that society says that you need to be successful, but then what happens? All of these people never spent time to define what their success was. And then you end up like, you know, people like uh, Robin Williams, all the success in the world. Everybody loved Robin Williams. He made people laugh. He made a ton of money by all metrics of success. Uh, he should have been happy and successful, but then he took his own life, right? There are demons within us. We need to determine what our success is, not what society determines is success. And so when you live in a world of external validation, it is a never ending perpetual cycle that you will never catch up on. Instead, what we need to do is start defining what success means for us. And so if success for me is to uh, go out um, and, I don't know, write one Twitter post that I feel would be empowering to myself had I read it two years ago, if that is my metric for success, now I have put my, um, my measure for success has become internal. It is something within my locus of control rather than um, how many likes did this get? How many retweets did this get? How many views did this get? Those are all outside of my locus of control. Try to find ways to create things internally so that you alone are responsible for your success, not anything from the outside world. Now, with that being said, certainly there are objective measures of success that we would like to reach, such as um, you know, if my mission in life is to end all preventable chronic diseases, maybe a success metric that I would like to hit that is either a yes or no is, uh, did I enroll at least 10 people who either had prediabetes or uh, was obese? And over the span of a year, did we re reverse those metrics? Yes or no? Now, these metrics are good. But the reason that these metrics you need to be wary of is that um, you want to make sure that you're using these metrics as a tool and that these metrics aren't um, in a sense, ruining your, uh, your sense of self or your mission. Rather, okay, I did not attain this uh, goal. I did not accomplish this goal. How can I improve from here? Rather than I did not attain this goal. I am a failure. I should quit. Am I cut out for this, right? And so that's the, the two things that I wanted to stress in regards to external validation, success, and success metrics. Thanks, Omni. Appreciate you sharing that. And uh, I'm not sure who was next with the hands. I think uh, Maddie, Susan, and then Trav, I believe. You can go ahead, Maddie. Oh. Or if not, Susan, you can go ahead. I'm not sure if I'm rugging or. Um, I'm not sure if Maddie's rugging or. Um... We can't hear you if you're trying to speak, Maddie, <laughs> but I can hear you. So I'm just going to go. Thank you for letting me up here. Um, everything that you guys are saying is so, so intuitive. One of the things, Avni, you and I are going to, I one day I want to do a battle royale of quantum and logic because some of the things you're saying <laughs> is going gonna, is gonna to cause us to rumble. Just because my logical brain, when I was first in psychology, always wanted to follow our absolutes, our laws, and everything like that. When I embraced quantum and I started to become aware of inner, Emily, I think the word that Omni is struggling with to find when he's trying to explain external and internal is impersonal. 
When you set success and goals and different achievements that you would like to achieve, you cannot make it a personal slight against self when something does not work out the way that you would like. That is where expectations get to be dangerous. The other thing about expectations, they are dangerous unless you verbally put them out to the public, um, meaning public voice to self, voice to a trusted friend, um, a mentor, something like that. And when you do so, discuss realistic expectations. At that point, when it's discussed in negotiation, it transforms into an agreement. Agreements are always meant to be navigated, changed, altered. We put too much stress on absolutes. The world does not work in absolutes. And having experienced the life that I have, I can promise you there is nothing in our control. And that's going to be fighting the law of logic. And that and it did. It fought, I fought it for years. But the truth is we respond. And we either respond with thought and intention or we respond without thought and intention. And that is where the battle inside self comes in. But what happens is you first go through a revelation or a revolution of self, figuring out everything you don't like, the things that don't work. And then the next natural progression is called the involution, whereas most of the public is. Most of us are in the involution of figuring out self. What is our purpose? Where do we belong? Who am I? I always think of the caterpillar every time I I hear who am I? Who are you? I think of that every time I hear it. But the reality is we are, we exist, and that can be enough in each moment. As you grow and develop and decide different things that you would like to try or would like to navigate towards that then direct course of life. But my intuitive self knows that there is something bigger that has also got a bigger picture that is navigating everything because my soul connects every once in a while to the collective conscious. And that collective conscious is where our intuition comes from. So following an intuitive response is something you just can't let go of. And if you do, trust me, you'll get a boat paddle. (laughs) So Omni, one day I would love to battle (laughs) just because I also love your brain is brilliant. Really appreciate you, Susan. I truthfully don't know where the friction is where we're going to battle still, uh, based off what I just heard, because I loved all of everything that you just said. So um I'm curious to see where that uh that line is gonna be drawn. I just don't ever use why. I let it go. Um what as I got further into psychology, I actually completely let go of why because I found it counterintuitive. If I know what I'm doing, and then I can figure out how I'm gonna do it. And it lets me let go of and constantly change. The other thing is I found that why was past tense based, not present based? Because the reason that I do things will constantly change based on what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. So um, my husband and I battle that. (laughs) We battle it all the time. And perhaps that's the reason that I'm saying it. I love this. If if the battle is for uh, the use of why, then yes, we will indeed have a battle in regards to this. Because I think why is incredibly, incredibly powerful. Knowing your why, knowing where you're going to go, and not only that, I've I feel like from a uh, framework of sorts, when you are trying to help people. Uh, develop a certain passion or a direction in life to live with intentionality, as you say, uh, I feel like it works for amazingly as a sense of a framework uh, to start thinking of things. Now, with that being said, similar to the caterpillar, 
these things can evolve, right? It can become uh, a butterfly in the future and you don't know where that is, but having directionality and uh, allows you to live with intentionality, in my opinion. I'm totally teasing you. <laughs> Please invite me to that. Uh, if you guys do that, that battle, I would love to, to be there. <laughs> uh, and then Maddie, I'm not sure if you still wanted to share something and then we can pass it up to Trav. Yes, I absolutely got rugged the moment I was trying to uh, unmute myself. It just froze. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to scrap all the notes that I had for what I wanted to share because I was so intrigued about what Susan was sharing. And so actually I want to ask a question to you. Like, what is the question then that you do ask? I'm very fascinated about that. <laughs> for which part? For self? No, like you said, like, um, you wouldn't ask the question why, but what is oh. this, I don't know, very general question of like, what would you, um, would what you, am I would you trying ask? To so what am I trying to achieve? What is my purpose? Very direct. What, it, what so, is my purpose? Mm. Yeah, what, what is the purpose? What is my intention? Right? What, what am I intending to achieve? What, what am I trying to do? And then, okay, yeah, I if love I know that. what I'm trying to do, if I know what I'm trying to do and I know what I'm trying to achieve, how do I achieve that? And then, if yes. it doesn't that, and then <laughs> as, as you're going, if it's still, that's the same intention that you're still trying to achieve that, does my impact match? And if my impact does not match, how do I alter? How do I correct? How do I, how do I constantly respond to life so that I'm navigating life to reach my intentional impact? Because if we're looking for an impact, Intention and impact, if they do not match, you have to constantly be able to, I call them bumper rails. I say that we're in bumper cars in life and we're constantly kind of navigating through things, bumping into things. And you need to be able to alter course. You need to be able to reassess. Um, I think that's a mindfulness practice too, is it not, Omni? To be able to readjust so that you can continue on the course and not get flustered, not get fed up, not get frustrated. And it keeps it impersonal. Um, we think um, one of my favorite things to say is get over yourself, Susan. You're not that important because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I would, I, I signed me up <laughs> for this conversation between Omni and, and you. I want to be part of that conversation because I find like intention and being intentionality is like the highest priority Uh that I've found like why exist or what to do, like whatever you do, you should be intentional about it. Um, otherwise just you're, you know, like, uh, I don't know <laughs> a question mark. Mm. Let's see if there's actually in the notes, something that I wanted to share. Oh, I wanted to say for the record, um, similarly to eclipse, I might look composed because yeah, I've gone through some, you know, like <laughs> learn how to, um, compose myself uh but um and i have a general understanding of what i'm about but uh, what should i work on or through what should i fulfill my mission or like where should i you know like set my intentions as we were talking about i have no freaking clue and i'm still you know like every day like uh going through that i wouldn't call it a battle because it's not violent it's just uh um i'm in this silence like I'm giving myself the silence to kind of like hear myself out and see where, where it should be going next. Um, my heart. Which, yeah. Sorry, I just, 
my heart is just going yes yes right and this is something that we discussed we had a really really great conversation which i i wish that it was on the spaces it was with emily uh, and uh, and Jarly in uh, Omnibone's uh, Discord. I wish it was on Spaces so I could have a record. <laughs> re- recording I need to give you guys power to record on on Discord. Well, but it was it was, uh, it was so unplanned, but it ended up going in some really really great places. And something that we talked about, which I like, it keeps coming up even today. I with my teammates. Uh, well, I love the question that Emily asked me uh, somewhere in the middle of uh, of Nova of our conversation. How do you f- experience silence? I absolutely freaking love that question um, because what I see so much all the time um, is that people are afraid of the quiet, and I mean our culture as saturated and and. Uh, f- filled with distractions uh at the core like it's just the culture doesn't even give us a chance so we have to kind of like fight for you know like take the time for mindfulness and and um spend some time in uh like connection connecting to our inner cosmos or you know spending in the silence with ourselves and working on our thoughts which is like so freaking important but yeah like yeah (laughs) (laughs) something on my mind so i don't know uh can be definitely uncomfortable i i do agree with that uh but yeah that's uh that's how but that's the thing that's the thing like it, it can be uncomfortable but learning how to you know like mine that um that place like this is where all the answers are but People are just, you know, like, let's go for the comfort because, like, this is what human innovation and inventions have all been about to make our lives, you know, like, safer and more comfortable. Uh, So why would you choose to go to a place that is uncomfortable, right? (laughs) But I think, like, this this is, like, the the place for for the most beautiful things that can be uh, as human experience definitely is and uh yeah thanks thanks for sharing that and i want to pass the mic to trav bro you have been waiting very patiently uh i'm super happy to have you here bro how are you i am good my friend super happy to be here as well happy happy that uh, the algo decided to uh, just chill for a bit this is lovely this is lovely definitely uh, a new learning experience is that apparently the twitter app likes to upgrade or update on itself so it's very possible that if you guys have fixed the Android issue once, that it will re-break itself, if that's a good way to say it. I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted right now because my brain is literally on fire <laughs> from absorbing and processing everything that is being spoken about here right now. This is amazing, guys. Holy smokes. We are diving deep into the dark basements of life and everything about it. And I just uh, I just want to take a moment and share some appreciation to all of you guys for for sharing just such valuable, um, just profound insights today. We, we've we've gone places. We've taken a journey and uh, I need to uh, carve up now. Holy smokes. <laughs> I don't have much to contribute besides just, you know, grateful to all of you guys for this. Uh, the one thing that I will say 
is that uh hold on susan yes susan pleasure to meet you by the way this is this is great um i'm not sure omni if you can relate to this i'm going to suspect that you will but coming from a science background the question why has been a guiding principle of my life <laughs> and when i don't understand why something works or why i'm doing something it kind of drives me nuts. So this idea that you're bringing forward of just rejecting the idea of why is certainly fascinating and one that I am terrified about, but I would very much like to learn more about it to just try not to be completely closed-minded about things. So uh, thank you for that. <laughs> but then also, one thing I did just want to uh, kind of contribute about the idea of why, and this is something that, you know, I've, I've realized recently, and it certainly resonates and connects a lot of dots to explain a lot of the things that I've done in my past and explains why I feel certain levels of satisfaction doing things in one path versus another. And that's the idea of making your why meaningful, not just to you, but to other people, putting yourself in service to others, having part of your why to uplift people around you. I think this is just such an important way to make that journey a lot more fulfilling along the way. And uh, Omni, I see your hand up, and I would love to hear your take about this. Yeah, Trev, one, you always bring lots of value, so please don't ever say that you have nothing to contribute because now you got my brain spinning as to uh, these thought processes around the word why. And I wrote this right now while you were talking. So why, in this sense, is uh, when you're talking about science, and you want to know why something happened. So I was a nurse in the emergency department before I went to medical school. The reason why I did that is because I wanted to know the why behind everything. I wanted to know disease process, pathophysiology, the reason why we use one antibiotic versus another. I mean, that's a whole nother, you know, bag of worms or like why this uh, particular set of fluids versus this other set of fluids, et cetera, et cetera. Why in this scientific term, the word why means an explanation for something. And when I say that you should find your why, that is not an explanation. I'm not telling everybody that they need to find an explanation for every single aspect of life. Why the way I'm using it is a reason you're doing something. It's the fuel to your passion. It's the fuel to your action. It is a direction to go. It is a reason and is not an explanation. And I hope that is uh, clear in that uh, statement. Um, there's, it's, it's a bit of semantics. Um, I'm not using why as a, the need to explain every single phenomenon in human experience. I'm using uh, why similar to how Nietzsche and, um, oh gosh, what's that guy? I cannot believe I'm blanking on his name. Um, Viktor Frankl, right? Uh, he who know, has a strong enough why can overcome any how, right? It's the reason, it's the fuel, the driving force uh, that is going to propel you forward when times get tough. I cannot agree more with you. <laughs> uh, on I got to ask you guys, though. I'm just going to interject. Jack, just one second. What creates your why but your vision? What creates your vision but your why? You have to create the vision first. You create the story of your why in the sense that Omni is talking about. We all can correct. We can all change it at our will. Our perception I love that. is completely up to our own, our own voice. We choose it. We can change it whenever we choose. It was the reason. And I taught science. 
I worked in pharmaceuticals. I was the head of the pharmaceutical department for um, uh, Northwest Territories Med Surge Department. I did psychology. Science was my background. So letting go of why, trust me, it was pulled from my hands with vice grips. <laughs> but it was the moment that I realized that when we deal in absolutes, we limit ourselves to possibility. If we attach to a reason, we then lose the objectivity of letting go of what we perceive to be true and looking at everything that actually is there. That was the reason that I was like, no, I don't care about the why. Right now, I'm just going to look at everything. What is? What is here? What is the possibility? What is the opportunity? What is here? I guess it's kind of MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> you had me at MacGyver. <laughs> oh, wow. Can I jump in? Sorry. <laughs> but I just really want to add to this. Um, <laughs> For me, the question that has been guiding me through my like a whole journey in life has been the question of how. <laughs> and this is so funny because like I, I was um, a guest speaker at a, at a space uh, like a few hours ago. And it was about, you know, like creating and creatives. Um, and to me, I wrote down like creating has been a matter of exploration for me to what is possible and like so i'm really really enjoying this conversation about like the questions and how they are leading us but i feel like even now where i've you know like kind of um articulated to myself in some way like what my vision for life or mission or like why is i'm still like guided by like what's possible like how can you know like this thing can be made or or how you know like perspectives can be shifted which i see like great art uh is all about <laughs> so i just wanted to throw that in i'm sorry <laughs> no worries maddie what and all these questions you know like guiding us yes i love that. rabbit hole that we have gotten into and we could keep talking about this for another two hours uh, but we're actually going to start wrapping up soon uh if and um thing lack you were next and then uh funky you have uh guys have any closing uh closing thoughts i i'm just gonna jump in real quick i'm sorry like because i have another work commitment i need to be in one minute um first and foremost thank you so much for the uh congratulations on the anniversary message the chicken parmesan that i'm working on in the kitchen right now is coming along explicitly well, uh, exceedingly well and that's uh, her favorite dinner so i'm making that for her fresh but i just wanted to say this it's hard for us to not talk because this is our great evolutionary advantage. This is what makes, this is what separates human beings is what we're doing right now. We come together, we converse, we have conversations deep or otherwise, but this is sort of our big evolutionary leap for homo sapiens, right? So being silent is uncomfortable, but this is the last thought I want to leave with you because it was one of the most powerful quotes I've ever heard in my life. It has stuck with me ever since. I heard it in 2011 when I was earning my yoga teacher certification. It's from Swami Kripalu and I'll leave you with this to think about. Before you speak, consider whether or not your words will be an improvement upon silence. And on that, much love, gang. Peace out. Drop the mic. Thanks, brother. <laughs> and enjoy uh, the celebration of the anniversary. Um, and lack, uh, Mike's yours. Um. Oh, Sorry, good. I was replying to a tweet and it doesn't let me on mic. 
So, Ami, I replied to you, but I don't think I finished. Um, I don't remember why I raised my hand, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. We're just, uh, uh, we can just pass it on here to Omni or Sasha uh, if, or anyone here if anyone has any closing uh, thoughts. Yeah, first I want to say thank you, Maya and Sasha, for hosting this incredible space. It was uh, amazingly fun to have this conversation with everybody. We really did dive deep into different psychology. My, uh, I feel like my thought process has been expanded quite a bit. The uh, way that I was thinking about things has even expanded quite a bit from this conversation. So really appreciate everybody up here, all the speakers, everybody that dropped in to say hello, everybody that came in to listen. Um, this was incredibly fun. Thank you so much for having us on here. And Susan, we'll definitely have to continue this conversation again in the future because I have lots more to say. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Albert. And thanks everyone else. It was amazing. It was nice to hear all the different opinions. And this was a great space. It was longer than it was already planned. And that's totally okay because it was really, really interesting. It was nice to hear all your takes. And um, perhaps we will have something comparable in, in the future. Let's talk about it, Amaya. It's an interesting topic. We have so many, many great people over here, so many great speakers. And also thanks everybody who was listening to us. I hope you had as much fun as we had. And I wish you all a nice day. And Amaya, the end is yours, man. Thank you, everyone. Appreciate you and uh, much love. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day.